I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 53 of the Badass Mother podcast. I am so relieved to be able to be recording this right now. So it is the end of May and I live in Colorado and it has recently been beautiful here, like 70s, 80s. And last night it started snowing (laughs) and I do not love winter. Some of you may know that um, winter, cold, snow, these things are not my jam. And so when they happen really out of place, like at the end of May and the last week of school for my children, it does not make me happy. And when there's big weather shifts like this, I am really prone to migraines and I got one. So most of today I have been out of commission and thankfully I'm feeling better so I can record this and have some other client sessions and that kind of thing this afternoon. So here I am. I did have a moment of panic though, thinking, oh no, what if I can't record it and I'm not going to have an episode up for Wednesday morning, but here I am. This is happening. All right. So today's episode is inspired by something that I've started doing in my Facebook group. So by the way, if you are not in my Facebook group yet, Online Business Building Mamas, I would love to have you over there. It's totally okay if you are not a mom. Uh, It's just for women only. So any woman who is totally okay being called mama every once in a while is so welcome to join. The link is bit.ly slash join mama. So bit.ly slash j-o-i-n-m-a-m-a. So I would love to have you over there. And I've started doing these ask me anything threads. I have seen a couple of other people in different groups do them and they're so fun to watch what people ask and what answers come out. So I decided to start doing them and I've really, really loved the result of it. I have gotten the best questions. I feel like I've gotten so much inspiration for content. I feel like I've been able to really connect with my audience in a new way. So they are amazing. Next time I do one, feel free to participate and ask whatever you want. But this week, somebody asked, what is the best way to get noticed over others in your niche? And I thought it was so fantastic. I am turning it into a podcast episode. One of the reasons that I love this question so much (laughs) is that I hear from a lot of my clients that their industries are too saturated. They think there's too many other people out there doing what they do, that there's not enough room for them and there's no way to stand out and there's too many life coaches or too many VAs or too many whatevers. And it's like my favorite thing in the world because 
I'm like, hello, there's a lot of business coaches and it hasn't stopped me from building my business and standing out and really feeling like I've found my little corner of this industry. And you know what? There's even a lot of like stay-at-home mom type business coaches too. Like there's a lot of business coaches who help moms with businesses. There's a lot of business coaches that also do mindset. Like everything about what I do, there's other people doing it. So I feel like I've had to do a lot of personal work on first like my thoughts about being in a crowded field and how to stand out, but also then recognizing that I can. So I was really excited to make an episode about this and I'm hoping that it'll be really, really useful for you as you're thinking about standing out amongst your competition. First, I want to talk about what not to do. And then I'm going to do a deep dive into my suggestions about what to do to stand out and get noticed. So what not to do. The first thing is filtering yourself to appeal to more people. I see this happen a lot where you really don't show up as your full self because you don't want to turn people off. You're afraid that if you say something unpopular, people may not want to work with you and they may be turned off by you. So you filter yourself instead. This is not something that we want to do. It actually makes it harder to reach your ideal person by doing this. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about how to combat this and what to do instead later in the episode. Another thing not to do, do what everyone else is doing just because you think it's the right way. Like if other people are doing it, that must be the right way to do it. This is a recipe for disaster. You have to listen to your own intuition to be successful. That is my belief and I have seen it work time and time again for all of my clients. And when my clients or I have tried something just because other people are doing it, it has not been as successful as following the thing that we really wanted to do to begin with. I also don't want you assuming that other people in your space know better than you. I don't want you to think that they are better than you. And I don't want you to fall into this trap of holding yourself back completely because you think it's all already been said and done better than you. There is room out there for a lot of different voices and chances are there are people out there who just don't resonate with your competition and they're looking for something different. And I look at it as our duty to build our own visibility so those people can find us and be able to work with somebody that they really, really resonate with instead of settling for somebody who's like kind of an okay fit. So I really encourage you not to hold yourself back with your own thinking that you're not as good as the other people in your field. Finally, 
Do not assume that the other people in your niche or field are successful based just on what you see. So there's a lot of ways to talk about what you're doing and your success that maybe sounds a little bit better than what it is. So a lot of times people talk about their sales amounts versus cash received. Sometimes they'll even talk about revenue, like actual cash cash received, but not talk about their expenses to get there. So there's just a lot of smoke and mirrors, really. Um, and sometimes people just have amazing graphics and like no clients. You know what I mean? Like you really don't know the truth of somebody else's business. So do not get into this place where you're holding yourself back, you're beating yourself up, you're doubting yourself because of what you're seeing in the space and what you think other people are up to in your space. A lot of times I will see some of these numbers out there um, amongst my competitors and I'll be like, oh my gosh. And then I'll think about it and be like, wait a minute, I did that too. (laughs) So a lot of times when we're doing our little comparison thing, we aren't really seeing the full picture. So don't do that. The comparison thing is never going to serve you. It's usually a trick our brain is playing to make us feel bad. So do not fall for that trick. Now let's talk about what to do to stand out. I'm really excited. I think these are like the best things ever. So I can't wait to hear what you think and can't wait to hear which ones you are implementing. My first one, be better. Ask yourself, what do I need to do to stand out and be better than all the competition? I said this in the AMA thread that I did, and what I included was, do not accept whining or negative self-talk here. Demand a real answer for yourself. We get into this place where we ask ourselves great questions, like what do I need to do to stand out and be better? And then our brain slips in and is like, I can't be better. I'm not as good as all those other people. I can't do it. I should just go get a job. (laughs) And I don't want you to do that. I want you to think creatively. I want you to block out the negativity and really ask, how can I be better than everyone else in my space? I love that question. I think you can come up with some really amazing ideas when you are thinking that way. This whole concept of being better requires managing your mind and your thoughts about where you fit in in your industry. A good example of this, as you know, I find a lot of my clients on Facebook. And when I first started my business, other people's Facebook groups were the place for me. I still do this sometimes. I will go into other groups and provide value and answer questions and that kind of thing. But you know those threads where somebody asks something and there's like 150 comments already before you even get there? I usually still comment on them and I always challenge myself to be the best comment. Even if I'm like the 200th comment, I am thoughtful helpful, valuable, 
And I have gotten a lot of clients from people who read my secondhand Facebook comments. So I for sure have like commented something really valuable. The original poster of the whole thread didn't ever come back and read my comment, but somebody else came along and read it and then clicked on my profile, went to my business page, went to my website, and then filled in an application to work with me. That has happened more than once. So I think there's a lot of value in showing up in opportunities like that and really asking yourself, how can I be the best comment in the whole thread? And I'm sure you've seen this too. Like I recently saw a thread the other day in a group. It was about a controversial topic. And one of the comments in it, it was probably like the 175th comment because I was deep in this thread. And one of the comments was so on point and so good. Like I didn't just love it. I then friend requested the person who wrote it and sent her a message and was like, I just saw your comment on this thread and it was so on point. I had to be friends with you. And she thought it was amazing. And now we are Facebook friends. So people are reading even a million posts down. So that is a perfect example, I think, of how can I be better? How can I stand out? One last thought about this, sometimes better means being the one who shows up or is consistent. So there are a lot of people in my space who are not super consistent, um, who maybe don't show up in their Facebook groups, that kind of thing. And I'm committed to being really active in my group and I really stand out and my group really stands out because of it. So always be thinking, how can I be better than the standard in my industry, in my niche? The second way to stand out, go deep and all in on who you are. I love this. I love playing up your quirks. I love showing them to the world because the one and only thing that no one else in your niche can be, that only you can, is you. This requires a mindset of loving and appreciating yourself and who you are. This means not being afraid to embrace and celebrate your quirks and really sometimes let the freak flag fly. My coach has a crazy laugh (laughs) and I love it. Whenever she does it on a live or on a call or on her podcast, it cracks me up and I'm sure it drives some people crazy and I just, I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's so unique and so her. So that's one example of this. One of my quirks, I have many, but one is I come up with the most crazy analogies ever, sometimes related to the Bachelor franchise TV shows. And my clients think that these analogies are pretty funny. I think. (laughs) Hopefully they do. Um, No, but seriously, they love it. And it really, I think, helps to like cement the learning to have crazy analogies. So 
That's one of my quirks. Another thing that I can't get over is the one thing that I've talked about on this podcast that people seem to remember and talk to me about the most is last summer, I talked about there being a bear loose in my neighborhood and me being scared to go on a walk. And I still went and I was like, if you don't hear me on the podcast next week, that's why. And people still talk about the bear that was loose in my neighborhood. So I just share, you know, like my real life, real things, who I really am, my personality. I mean, I don't have, you know, a crazy personality or anything, but I definitely have quirks. I have those things that make me weird. And I think the more that we are willing to show up and be our real selves and be totally unapologetic about who we are and like say the strange thing, do the goofy laugh, talk about the weird thing that was on our mind, the more it magnetizes our people to us. I have another example of this along the lines of being unfiltered. One of my really good friends, Melissa Rhonda, she was on, I think, episode two of this podcast. Her business exploded when she fully stepped into who she was and rebranded her business. So she shifted to Bad Bitches Losing Weight. That is the name of her podcast and her group. And she stopped being nice in a way that wasn't true to her. And really started owning like her sassy, tough love side and style. And her audience became obsessed. Like they cannot get enough. They buy everything that she puts out there. It was like a switch flipped and they got very excited. That said, she got like 10 people unsubscribed from her email recently because she had the F word in it. So... This is what you need to take away from this. You have to be willing to turn some people off to turn your people way on. And she has really nailed that and really mastered that. And I just constantly see the people who are really excelling and really standing out in their space are the people who are not afraid to just show up whoever they are. Like it doesn't have to be sassy. It doesn't have to have, you know, curse words or whatever like you really need to find you and how to bring you more into your business and into your marketing the third way to stand out bring real value sometimes we are afraid to bring out our best stuff but I fully believe in sharing your best stuff for free I'm sure you have been there I have been there too, where you have downloaded a freebie or watched a webinar that was not worth the time it took to download it. You are not going to hire that person. You learned an important lesson from that person that they are not worth your time and energy or your money. Being able to bring real value requires owning your value and feeling secure and abundant enough to share it with the world. Let me be clear about this. This does not mean doing your work for free. This means not holding back on the concepts that are universal. 
So for me, I put real amazing stuff on here and I give you actionable steps. But in my Facebook DMs, I'm not going to be coaching you unless you're an actual paid client. Like all the time, people will reach out and ask me questions in DMs and when it's coaching stuff, I'm like, sorry, I don't coach in Facebook DMs, but here's the link for a console if you'd like to work together. So having that firm and kind boundary for me helps me to show up really generously in the public space to be giving you real quality value and then saving the one-on-one support, the tailored information, um, answering direct questions about your business, that kind of thing for my client work. On my AMA threads that I mentioned earlier that inspired this whole episode, I'm not going to be coaching, I but I will be giving you real amazing stuff. And it's just a one question per person and it's out for everyone to see. So it's more like a marketing tool for me than just free coaching for you, if that makes sense. Here's something that I learned from Brooke Castillo, an amazing, amazing coach, definitely somebody I consider a role model and mentor in my life. And this has always stuck with me. If your free content gets someone results, They will know that you can help them. It's an excellent way to build that know, like, and trust factor because when they're thinking like, I wonder if somebody can help me, they're not going to be wondering that about you because you already helped them. I have a couple thoughts about how to do this well. So you really want to think about what are some quick, actionable things that people can digest right away and implement to get fast results. This is really a taste of what happens in your paid work. So this is a way that I like to think about it. When I was living and studying in Belgium, Stuart, who is now my husband, and I went to this very fancy, very expensive French restaurant, and we did a 12 course, I think, tasting meal. Each dish that came out was like literally one tiny bite. (laughs) It was so small. And what we noticed is that like we would take the one tiny bite and it left us wanting more. Like we weren't like uncomfortably stuffed at the end um, because all the courses were tiny. And some of the courses I was like, I could just have a giant bowl of that. Thank you. Contrast this with Cheesecake Factory, where I went a few months ago with my sister because it was the only restaurant that had dessert that was open that late in Denver. So we got there. We decided to have an appetizer before our cheesecake. And this appetizer was literally like more than you could eat in a meal, like even split in two. It was so much freaking food and we couldn't finish it or we were going to be too full for the real reason we came, the dessert, but it was like too much, you know, like we couldn't even digest it. After eating a little bit of it, we like kind of got sick of it. We didn't want any more. And I like to think about that with our free content. 
you want it to leave them wanting more. Like it's good, you know, like they ate it. It was amazing. They loved it. And now they want more versus there was so much. It was overwhelming to them. And then also versus it being so little and so like not valuable that they don't want more because it was yucky. All right, final way to stand out, focus on relationship building. So my final thought on how to stand out is relationship building because people buy from people they know, like, and trust. A lot of people hire me because they feel like they know me already. They have been listening to this podcast sometimes. They've been in my group. They've been watching my Facebook lives. I had somebody reach out the other day and say that she felt a connection to me just from my Facebook lives. I'm sure you feel like you know me just by listening to this podcast on a regular basis. I think that this is the secret sauce of my Facebook group because I truly care about each person who's in there. It's the same with my email list and every other place that I have an audience. I don't look at the number and like, so right now in my Facebook group, I'm a little over 3000. So I don't look at 3000 and just be like, oh, that's not enough. I want 30,000 like this other group. I truly feel the weight of 3000 individual people who came into my space. That's 3000 decisions to try to join, to, you know, submit the request to join my space and to follow me. I find that really humbling. That's a lot of people. You know, whenever I think about having a small audience, I always imagine inviting those people over for dinner at my house. I remember when my my um, email list was 124 people. And I was like, oh man, that's so tiny. That's not a good list at all. And then I realized like that's 124 people who want to hear from me. Like that's a lot of people when you think about it that way. And I had this mental image of inviting all of them over to my house and how they could not even fit. So I want you to have that perspective when it comes to your audience that these are individual people and you're building relationships with real people. I'm also constantly wondering and asking myself, how can I create more connection with them and take our relationship to the next level? What more can I be doing? You know, it kind of brings us back to how can I be better? How can I be better than how I've already been? Same with networking. If I'm going to go meet some people at a networking event, I truly think I'm going to meet more people and make more friends. I'm going to grow my network. I don't look into the world at other people and see dollar signs and potential clients and all of that. I really show up with a heart to serve and people can tell. People know that about me and it allows me to have more confrontational conversations because they know it's coming from a place of caring and helping and serving. When I push on a consult, when somebody has objections and I'm pushing, that person on the other end knows it's because I believe in their dream and I believe in what they're trying to create 
And I can see the ways that they are afraid to believe in that. And I fight for them. And they can feel that it's that versus pushing because I want to make another sale or because I want to make more money or something like that. It really, truly comes off differently. And probably the same exact words could feel very different to somebody based on how they're delivered, which comes from the thinking of the person who's saying them. So really, really think about what your focus is and focus on being of service and meeting more people. Truly, that's what it comes down to in business. Okay, I hope that you have gotten so much inspiration and food for thought from this if you still want more help. This is literally what I do with my clients. I help them to get more visible, to stand out, to stop holding themselves back, so they can make more money in their business. If you want to do that, let's hop on a call and talk about it. You can go to bit.ly slash call Samantha, B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-A-L-L Samantha, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A. All right, I would love to set up a call with you and I would love to chat more about your business and how we can help you to stand out in your niche. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you, and there's the consistent income you wanna make in your business, and I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.